Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident. And a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster. All right, we are live. Happy Saturday. We have a Saturday edition for you of Shut Up and Grind with Robert B. Foster. So this was originally scheduled for a couple weeks ago, but me and all of my organizational brilliance scheduled it when I was away. So we're going to bring her on today. We're going to talk about dealing with pain. But first, as you all know, we keep the show. We, We come and we meet. And what is meet? Say it every week. It's We're going to keep it motivational educational, entertaining, and transformational. So if you apply the principles that you're going to learn today, you can actually change the direction of your life. If you're dealing in pain, we're going to show you how to lessen the effects of that pain. And we're going to show you how to just live a better overall life. So helping me out on that mission today is Brandy Deutsch. And I made sure I pronounced that right. So Brandy is a yoga therapy instructor and an intuitive life coach. I'm going to break down exactly what that means. So she helps people with chronic pain to break out of their pain prison so that they can hike mountains, which is life, and smile again. So she's also the host and co-producer of Beyond the Edge, an internet, TV, and radio show that is on the cutting edge of health, wellness, energy, medicine, and self-care. So let's bring her in now to say hello. Boom, there's Brandy. How you doing this morning? Great, Robert. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being here. So, you know, we there's so much going on now in the world of fitness with gyms being closed because of the good old COVID. Mine's one of them as well. And so there are many, many people out there living in pain. So before we dive into that, let's get to know a little bit more about you. So whatever you, you want to share with our peeps, the mic is yours. Thanks, Robert. I really appreciate that. You're absolutely right about, and I'll, I'll touch on that later about just being closed and what we can do. I saw this great, the great, really great. Uh, you got you got online the other day, and you were like, "Listen, I don't care if your if your gym's closed. We're gonna show you. Just pick up some cans. You just." <laughs> yep. That was great. I was like, just improvise, right? So I heard you like stories. I want to start out with a story. Um, because this was one of the really profound moments in my life. And I, I just love sharing it with people because it's definitely different. It's not something that people think about every day in dealing with pain. So I was traveling from Seattle to Portland. I was driving. It was a beautiful day. The sun was out. There was a light breeze and I was, I was driving with my windows down. I had the music blaring, like I'm a rock and roll girl. So I was rock and rolling out. Right. And I I put on cruise control and I cut my leg up because I really liked the feeling of like, just, Mm. you know, being comfortable. So I got comfortable, but I had this problem. 
I have been having a nagging, consistent pain in my hip for months, months. So the day was perfect except for that thing. And as a yoga instructor, if you have pain and you're trying to show somebody how to do a posture, Mm. it's really embarrassing if you can't get your body the way you need it to be so that you can show these folks what what to do. So here I am with my leg cocked up. My my knee is trying to go down. It can't go down because I have so much pain. And I got tired of it. I was sick. I was like, okay, this is a beautiful day. It's the only thing in my way. I said, that's it. I'm going to give it to creator. I'm just going to pray about it right now. And I did. I said, take it away. I'm done with it. No sooner I did that, tears started flowing down my face. And I didn't want to get in an accident, so I pulled over, and tears continued to fall. They continued to flow. And as they did, my knees slowly started to move towards the seat. My pain literally just left my body. Wow. I was like, I was so, like, my tears that went from release to gratitude to joy to awe in that that's all I had to do. I was living with this pain for months and months. And all I had to do was give it up. Wow. I was, I was just in so much gratitude for that experience. And, and since that was like seven years ago, right? Yeah. Since that experience, I, it's just been miracle after miracle after miracle for myself for my clients, for my friends, my family. And so, you know, you got to have the formula. Yes. That, I mean, that's a testament to, you know, vulnerability and letting go and, and the power of the most high, but having a formula, right? Yes. Having a formula to success. I know you you deal with that all the time. If you don't have that formula, one, you got to know what you want. Two, you got to know what to do. And three, just do it. That's why I love your podcast, Shut Up and Grind, right? That's it. Just do it. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And to that point, too, I I feel even with pain, so many people, they let other people decide how much pain they're in. And I'll share quickly as well. After I had I had a major knee surgery back in 2009, where my patella tendon fully ruptured to where like my kneecap separated. Like it was it was bad. It was during a track meet. So I have I have emergency surgery the next day. And I go, I go through that whole week. I have a walker at home. I have crutches. I'm 30, I was 34 years old at the time with a friggin' walker. So it was not my most manly moment ever. But anyway, so you know, the doctor's like, don't, don't put any, any pressure on it. Like, so I did exactly what, what he said. And I go for my follow-up appointment. This was like, I don't know, seven or 10 days later. And <laughs> I, so I get there. He ch- checks it out and everything. He's like, you know, you can start to put pressure on it now. So like I get it. So I'm, I'm going slowly with the crutches. I'm like, okay. I put down one crutch. I put down the other crutch. And I just started walking. I was like, I, was like, I could have did this days ago. <laughs> I was like, seriously? <laughs> I, like, I could have did this days ago. But too, too many times we let other people tell us how much pain we're in. Exactly. We let them put our limitation, their limitations on us. Yes. That's our biggest like hurdle to overcome in healing our pain in any kind of pain. Right. Yes. So physical, mental, emotional, financial, like we let people put those limitations on us and that's on us. It's not about other people. Right. Yes. And that's hard. For, that's hard for people to understand because, you know, as humans, we want to please other humans. And then when we start putting ourselves first, we get labeled as selfish. 
But like, just as I've, as I've gotten older now, it's like, no, it's like, this is my time. This is my life. This is my, my moment on this earth. And I'm not going to let somebody else decide how I spend it. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and when you take that power back, then nothing can stop you. I mean, it's right. almost like, like anything is possible. And I think that's one of the most important messages as people who work with health and wellness and just trying to get people on the right track or on the track they want to be on is saying, hey, look, don't listen to these people. There's a lot of negativity out there. Yes. So, and I work with limiting beliefs. So often we have limiting beliefs. And that's that's our biggest challenge personally is how do we deal with these beliefs that people have given us, even our parents, you know, our grandparents, our um, whoever raised us and also our peers. You know, we grow up in this school system that can be confining. You know, it's, it's, it can be very helpful because we learn a lot. But at the same time, they, there's a lot of restrictions put on us. If, if we get used to those restrictions, then we keep living our lives that way and we don't have to. Yep. You just have to. Yeah, it's true. It's like one of the one of the most sad things I've ever done was I used to have a cockatiel. So this is when I lived back up in, in New Hampshire. But and this thing's flying all over the place all the time. <laughs> and so I clipped its wings so it couldn't fly. <laughs> and that was like just watching it try to fly and it couldn't, like it broke my heart. <laughs> so like once once the wings grew back, I mean it took a little while. But I was like, that's what that's what people do to other humans. It's like you have people that want to fly, and then there's the negative Nancys that drag them back down, you know, because they're realists. Right. That's a great analogy. The, the clipping your wings. Wow, that is a great analogy, and that's right. Realists. And when you when I hear that word, my the first word out of my mouth is, "Who creates your reality?" Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're a realist. Okay. Well, who creates that reality? Is it the world around you or is it you, right? Yep. So I, I love that analogy of clipping the wings and, and, and being a witness to it, right? Wow, yes. what's a great lesson for you? And you've got, wow, like I clipped this bird's wings and now it can't fly. Yep. It takes a while for them to grow back, right? Yes. So it's a yep. process. It's yep. a process to start to gather your freedom and gather your courage to do something different, to do something that people didn't think you could do. Yes. And if you th think about that's what makes a bird a bird. Like when you think of bird, the first thing you think of is flight. Right. <laughs> and I took away the one thing that differentiates it from other animals. Mm -hmm. And that's what people do. Like people tried to do it with me when I wanted to shift into fitness because I was a restaurant manager for, you know, in the restaurant industry for over 20 years. And then I, I lost my job suddenly and I had just started training. So like it, it, I wasn't, I mean, I was doing okay, but it wasn't really enough to replace the, the management income. But when I lost that job, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't have to do that ever again. Like, That's right. like I don't have to, I don't have to w worry about having a boss and asking for time off and asking, asking, you know, for raises and stuff like that. Like, I don't have to do that. It was so uncertain and it was rough, but I made the decision and now I'm teaching other people how to do it. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, we should never confuse fear for excitement. Yes. Right? <laughs> so, wow, I'm out, I've got all this freedom. It can seem a little scary, but the truth is it's really exciting. Yes. It's really exciting to have that much freedom and say, wow, I can take charge of my life. I don't, and management's rough. Oh, Robert, yeah. I don't know how you did it. Because you're the middleman, right? Yep. You're trying to please those people that are higher up from you and, and those that are that are your customers. How do you, I mean, it's, <laughs> In it's, the staff. 
Yes, and it's, it's an impossible position. It's almost like not impossible. Some people have this natural ability to be diplomatic and to to do that. But then I'm sorry, I don't think they get paid enough to do all that. Facts, facts. Yeah, because there were so many times. I mean, I was good at it. You know, I I ascended up up the ladder. I won awards and stuff for for the store's performances. You know, I was good at keeping the staff together, but it's just, it's just, you're constantly putting out fires from the second you walk in the door. Hey, everybody, you know, uh, water's not working. You know, walk-in's broken. We're out of hamburgers. It, like just constantly, constantly putting out fires. Right. And it's like, I'm built for happy-go-lucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's what I'm built for. Like I'm built to motivate people and to educate, inspire, entertain. You know, it's like, like I, I wasn't, I wasn't built for that. So just after a while, it just started wearing me down. Yeah. And then I yeah. started training people more so just to break up the suck of the day. And mm-hmm. then it just I just started attracting more people and attracting more people. Like I really wasn't trying to. It was just organically growing. Exactly. When you're at your authentic self, when you step into your power and your authentic self, it just comes the way it's supposed to. But you know, you touched on another good point, like adversity. Mm-hmm. Experiencing experiencing those adversities really helped you to kind of step into. Well, I know what I don't want, right? Yeah. So when I was seven, I had tremendous back pain. Since I was seven years old, I had a lot of back pain. And most kids, you know, they would go and and go do sports or go hang out with their friends. I went home and went to bed. Like that's how much pain I was in. And I had no energy and little did I know back then it had a lot to do with my diet, had a lot to do with what was going on in my home life. Um, but that pain followed me through my twenties really wow. until I found yoga and meditation. And it changed a lot for me. It changed a, a, a lot. Um, so, I, you know, there's always a way out. I like to say where there's a will, there's a way, right? Yes. That's a good one. Cause that's about willpower and inner strength. I think we could talk about willpower for days. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean it boils down too to what to, to what the person wants because people will people will do what they want, and you know like I can have a coaching call and show someone how I can help you make a, an extra fifty to seventy five grand in the next six months. It'll cost you two thousand dollars. They'll be like, "You're you're nuts! Two thousand dollars? That's crazy!" But if I sign up here and pitch the cruise, right? Pitch the Caribbean cruise that you'll get one week's worth of memories. It's like, yes, the memories will last forever, but you're going to be in the same exact financial position when you get back. That's right. <laughs> you know, but, That's they'll, exactly. but they'll make that investment, <laughs> but they won't invest in, in people who can actually change the trajectory of your life for generations. That's right. No sense. It, it, it is. It is about what you want and thinking about the return on your investment. Like that's huge, you know, I mean, and sometimes people don't have that kind of vision either. It's important for people like me and and you to kind of help them see this is what you could really have. You know, you want to climb mountains, you want to do marathons. They don't even know why they would want to do a marathon, but (laughs) it gives you so much. It fills up your spirit in a way that nothing else can. A cruise can't do that. You know, you're going to drink too much. You're going to eat too much and you're going to feel like crap when you come back. So, you know. Yeah, you have these great memories, but really, did you really, really improve your life? No. And that's the question. And that is the question. And and again, it goes back to knowing what you want, right? So to be successful, you got to know what you want. You know what? Know the formula. We have we have formulas. We can help people all day long, and then and then it's just and it's just doing it, and and you know becoming that person that goes. 
you can do this, you know, constantly, like you said, being, being as, as a manager, you would go in and put out fires. Well, it's kind of similar when people come up with excuses, yes. right? Well, they come up with excuses and say, well, you know, I'm feeling not too good today I'm or I'm feeling sad today. Well, you know what? I get it. I get it. People get sad. But if you get up and you move around and you start getting those endorphins flowing, you're going to feel better when you're done. Yep. So it's only a question of finding that will, finding that inner strength. And here's the thing. A lot of people think that something like uh, like love is a really powerful force in the universe, right? And, and it is, but it's not the most powerful. The most powerful force in the universe is will, your choice, because that determines where you put your love, yes. where you put your energy, where you put your time. So willpower, right? So willpower is that most powerful force in the universe. That's going to determine where you go next and, and where you go from here. So, I, and I, I love it when people say, you know, emotions are important. Yes, emotions are important, but they're not as important as your inner strength to overcome those emotions, to overcome the adversities and the challenges. So that, that's what we're here for. We're really here to be your cheerleader, to be your motivators, to tell you how to do things. And whether, whether or not they, people do it, it's totally up to them, but it's up to us to show people the outcome. This is yeah. what you wanted. Yeah, and just to show that there's another way. It's like there is another way. So it's a lot of it too, because it was me, it was me also in the beginning. You know, I say every every show is part of my core stories that I know I'm a three-time college dropout. And so when I started managing restaurants, I just thought like, all right, so I need to get to the top of this industry. It's like, you know, because like that's just how I'm wired. Like no matter what I do, I try to dominate. And then just as I started getting further up and fur further up, it's like, this isn't any, any more fun. <laughs> you know, this really isn't any more freedom. It's like, yeah, you know, you, you make some more money. You're, you're like, you're in, you're in control of your schedule, but not really. <laughs> you know, it's like, if I schedule myself off for a Friday night, corporate's calling, you're like, uh, why aren't you working on Friday? You know, so even though I write the schedule, you still kind of don't. Mm -hmm. But so the biggest thing that I gained from not going back to restaurant management was just the power to control my direction, mm -hmm. you know, because like when you're working for someone else, they control how much you're worth. They control your schedule. They control your your advancement potential. You know, they control all of it. And what people don't realize is that when you take control of yourself and this ties into the pain stuff, what we're going to go into. But when you take control of yourself, like you unlock so much power inside of you that's just been laying dormant. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I like the I like the word command. Take command of your body. Take command of your life. Mm, I like that. It's a little different than control, right? If you think yeah. of yourself as a commander in a in a maybe an army or or like you have your little army of of what you need to do with your life. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't control my kids. Forget it. You know, it's not going to happen. I can't control my partner. No way. You know, and, and I also like to say, um, you know, sometimes um, we don't we don't have control over really much in this world, but we have control over our own body and our own mind. And that actually happens to be everything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Fact. It's everything because there's there's nothing that we can't adjust to as humans. We are so resilient. Yeah. So resilient, so powerful. So it's almost like there's not a whole lot that we can't do. We've survived this long. Yeah. Right? 
And I think we're going to survive a lot longer, uh, despite what some people, you know, try to tell you. Oh, yes. it's going to end. No, it's, <laughs> it's not ending. Um, it's just beginning for a lot of us, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are waking up and they're going, wow, I didn't know that these things were happening. I, I have more power than I thought I had, right? Yep. So, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this time and I'm super excited for what's coming. Because yeah. it's going to be really, really powerful for a lot of people. And they're going to need people like us. Like they yes. really are. They're going to need yes. people like us. And even in the speaking world, you know, there was so much that happened in 2020 that aspiring speakers, if you're not, it, you you just have a, an entire year's worth of content, an entire year's worth. Like I posted on my page the other day, my 2020 was fill in the blank mm -hmm. and I got 85 comments. <laughs> so there's 85 different pieces of content to talk about. <laughs> you know? That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because people ask me all the time, you know, how are you doing with the gym being closed? I'm like, obviously, you know, I'm taking a financial hit with it being closed. But I also started this podcast. I wrote out, can't tell you how many diff different speeches. I've spoken on three virtual summits. I got one coming up in a couple of weeks. I got a big one in fe in uh, February. I started my, my coaching group because I'm going to build something that they can't take away. That's it. So that's what it's going to boil down to. Because even though I had that, it was like, it just got taken away from me. It's like, I'm not, I'm not in control command. It's like, cause it just got taken away. It says I'm going to build something that they can't take away. That's it. That's exactly right. And you've got it. And, 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 you know, it's a stepping stone. Like you yeah. definitely had to move into that space to take more command over your life. You went from the manager to the, the gym and now, now like you're unstoppable. Right. So that's the whole that's the whole thing. It, things happen to have things happen in levels and they happen in progressions. So you're definitely on track to be a lot bigger than what you ever thought you could be. And yeah. that's the name of it. Right. And, and, and you're taking action. That's the that, key. Yes. Back to that willpower and taking action. The, the world has exploded because now this on forcing us, forcing us, but allowing us to move online, we're touching so many more people. Yes. Right? That we could have never touched if we would have been traveling around the world because you've got plane, you've got time, you know, time is our most precious commodity right now. Yes. And so we're utilizing it to our advantage. And here we are, you know, yeah, me too. I've been speaking to people all over the world. And now with our new radio show, I'm so excited because that's another venue. That's another way to have people. And I can't wait to have you on, by the way. It's going to be so much. Oh, awesome. I'd be glad <laughs> to do it. But but yeah, I was on um, uh, news in Australia twice this year. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, twice. This podcast is up to 14 countries now. I love it. That's exciting. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, it's craziness, you know, <laughs> crazy. All right. So let's let's dive into our main topic here. Okay. All right. So when when did so you gave your, your own story about going through through pain? Is that what made you want to focus focus your business in that area? Yeah, in a, in a way, I mean, being young and finding out that there were solutions, simple solutions that was cost effective and easy, not easy, simple, let's call it simple, yeah. that anybody could employ, like that was a shocker because I, I didn't even know that it was available. That was something available. So, so to continue my story, you know, when I had back pain, I was in my 20s. 
I worked at a bank. I worked in banking for, for many years before I got into this yoga and, and meditation thing. And there was a massage therapist that would come to our bank and he, we had a great boss. So he would do chair. We get a chair massage once a oh, week. Nice. It was wonderful. And one day the massage therapist said to me, you know, I know you've got this back pain. Have you ever thought about doing yoga? I was like, yoga, is that where they get all contorted up and bring their leg behind? Their back? <laughs> I, was like, I don't think that's for me. He's like, no, no, no. Yoga is different now. He's like, just get a video, pop it in the, in the VCR. That's how long ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pop it in the VCR and, you know, try it. So I did, I tried it and I'm 15 minutes into a routine. I'm standing there and just standing there and breathing. And I'm like, I start sweating like a pig. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Let me turn this off. <laughs> I went to bed that night and had the best sleep I'd had in years. I was shocked because usually I get up, I get a drink of water and go to the bathroom. I thought everybody did that, but actually yeah. that's insomnia. You're supposed to sleep from the moment you lay your head on the pillow to the moment you wake up. And I had no understanding of that until that moment. And when I did, I was like, okay, this can't be a coincidence. I'm going to have to go to a class and see if this is what this is all about. So I started doing yoga once a week and it helped my back tremendously. I was like, the difference was incredible. And so once I, I had that experience, I was ready to be a teacher. That was 20 years ago. Wow. So I started going to schools once I became a teacher, schools, healthcare facilities, corporations, because I thought, wow, this could help people with their stress. I didn't realize how much stress I had. So that was my catalyst for my own healing. Mm. And and I did look what you did. I jumped off the cliff. I was like, I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm just gonna do this because it helps my helps my mental my emotional, my spiritual being, not just, you know, financial. So that was my catalyst. And I thought if it can help me, it can definitely help some other people. So for many years, I did that. I went on site and I taught people where they were. I thought, how convenient that, 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 and it was amazing. It was great. I loved it. And I realized that that was not the only thing that could help people. You know, I started getting into nutrition. And, help, and helping people with nutrition because that is huge, right? Right. Hold, yeah. hold on, hold on. We'll we'll get there in a second. Okay. So, so how did how did yoga help you mentally? Okay. So what I did not realize about our bodies is that our, our bodies and, and not just the physical, but the emotional bodies as well. That emotions that we go through is that it's connected to the breath. And breathing does a lot of different things to the body. So, so think about the breath and how it's connected to your emotions. So let's say you go to a movie theater and you're watching a scary movie. What's the first thing you do whenever a scary part's coming up? Yeah, people you hold breath? their breath. <gasps> yes. Yeah. You hold it. Like yeah. <laughs> that's fear, right? So mm. how do you breathe when um, you feel anxious? It's kind of similar to fear, right? Yeah, or it's like short and choppy. Yes, or angry. Anger is like... Yeah, hyperventilating. Panting <laughs> thing, like in the heart rate. Now the breath is connected to the heartbeat too. So the heartbeat increases the, the more breaths we take, the shorter breaths we take. Now how do you breathe when you're in love? Hmm. 
Yeah, more calm. Relaxed. <sighs> Remember, I got that yeah. from cartoons. You know, I'm like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Yes, right? <laughs> Bugs Bunny. <laughs> exactly. And that's how we can breathe all day long. When we love ourselves, when we love our bodies, and we fall in love with who we are, we breathe deeply. And that helps the heart. It, it reduces our stress because it activates this, the sympathetic nervous system. And the sympathetic nervous system is where we feel relaxed. And the body works better when we're calm and when we're relaxed. So, so think about all the stressors we have, right? So, and we know we're more than just these physical bodies. Like we're yeah. past that. Like we you know we got it. Yeah. Think about the, diabe the diabetes associated with stress, stress-related illnesses, right? Heart disease. Um, anxiety, depression, uh, gastrointestinal issues. Mm. All of that is are things that we have more command over or can have command over, but we, we're not aware. We're not aware of where our, our state of mind is. So yoga really has helped. Yoga meditation has helped me calm my body, relax my mind, and just get into a state where I'm not constantly putting out fires, right? Yep. It's that managerial kind of, yep. <laughs> You walk in and your kids go, mom, my homework, dad, da, 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 you know? So yes. it happens all the time in our families. And so just to be calm and relax, they, my kids love it when I come home and I'm, I'm you know, come home from a yoga class because I'm so easygoing. I'm so chill, you know, versus sometimes <laughs> when I've been going, going, going. And that's the, you know, the adrenals are activated when we're got constantly going. And, and, and then if we're eating something or getting something in our bodies or um, like sugar, caffeine, all these different things that activate the parasympathetic nervous system, it yeah. can really start to, you know, wear on our bodies. Yeah. It's like what, what, when I realized I had to do something different, I remember I came home from a pretty rough shift and it was, it was like, if things could go wrong, it went wrong. It was, <laughs> it was one of those days. And I, I, I get home, and it's always like the second your foot crosses the plane of the door, the kids attack, right? <laughs> so, and I was like, let me put my bag down. Like, geez. And then my my ex, she says, how was your day? And I unloaded for like 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, and just like that look on her face was like, I was just trying to say hi. She's like, and you're like yelling at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, I felt like such a jerk. I was, but I had all that stuff pent up right. and it doesn't happen anymore. It's like, I go to the gym. I want to be there. It's where my passion is. People come in, people pay to come see me. <laughs> it's like, they want to be there and it's just happy. Like, like I even call it the happy place. So like if people come in and they have to vent, I'm like, whoa, 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 you're at the happy place now. It's like, you can vent before you can vent after not during. That's <laughs> like, right. You know? It's so hard for people to leave work at work. Yes. Right? Or to leave home at home, you know. I know we, I, and I've done this too. You go on yeah. vacation, and it's not much of a vacation because you're still kind of stressed out. And I yeah. think you know that happens a lot when we when we can separate the emotions and the the stress from where we are. Then we start to really be able to relax. Yes, and if that happens constantly, then you know you're not in the right industry. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like just because you're good at it and you make money with it doesn't mean you're in the right industry because restaurant management, even though I did it for so long and I, I did well with it, it, it was not the right industry. Like for for my where my passion lies in helping people and, you know, like it, I wasn't getting it by forcing food down pe people's throats. 
because pretty much that's what it is. You train your servers, you know, offer the appetizer, offer the sugary drinks, offer the alcoholic be- beverages, offer dessert. It's like, you know, you're just shoveling food down people's throats. Like, and that wasn't fulfilling for me. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and, and something inside of you knew that. Yes. Right? Something inside of you knew this is not right for me. Maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it's, you can't put your finger quite on it in that, in that moment, but you knew that your soul needed something more, something yes. more fulfilling. And that's, I think, another thing that is really important for people to realize in terms of health and wellness. You've got to feed your spirit. Yes. Because spirit is what drives us. Yes. You know? and, and more than anything else, it sounds so simple, but to be in service of others is a very spiritual concept. Yes, yes. And just to clarify for the non-religious people, you can be spiritual without being religious. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's, just, it's just getting, it's, it's, to me, it's just getting in touch with yourself and realizing that it's not all about you. <laughs> right so if, if you if you give out to out to the universe with a giving heart it's gonna give back tenfold 100 percent. and what what we're doing right now is moving from a codependent society to an interdependent society yes meaning we're not gonna rely or um or depend on others for income Right, mm-hmm. for income, for our emotional uh, well-being, but instead we're going to fulfill ourselves, give ourselves what we need, and then share that with other people. This is why there's a movement to be more authentic, to be more who you are, to tell your story and share your story. I mean, this is this is an incredible time to be alive. So, so just having more of, of yourself, giving, having more and then giving more just makes this whole thing explode. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the concept that's not taught in schools. And now I'm not knocking the teachers. It's not you. You, you don't decide the curriculum, but that's right. they're, they're not told that. And I said this on the last episode, I had a speaking opportunity for a career in technical school here in Rhode Island. And as we're emailing back and forth, I had mentioned, you know, there's a segment where I teach the students how to make money with their smartphones. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, oh, no, we don't want to send that message to the kids. She's like, you know, we're a, she's like, we, we want to prepare them for the workforce. I said, you can do that, but they should have the option to know that they can have an additional stream online. Like if you're a, if you're, a, you know, a training to be a mechanic you know, they should know you can start a YouTube channel and do some how to's. You grow that channel, then you can monetize the channel. That's right. It's That's like, right. why is that a wrong message to send to the kids? What's the harm? Really? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I, I didn't, I didn't take that, that position. I was like, no, like I'm not changing. I'm not changing what, what I want to give out to the world to suit your message. Right. Right. You know, it's like, you're supposed to bring me in. You know, to expand upon your message. Exactly, exactly, and 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 it's just not a right, a good fit, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's what they—that's their goal and their mission, and that they want to prepare people for the workforce. You have a different mission that yeah. is not in alignment with what you want to teach and how you yes. want to help help society. So, yeah, just not a good fit, right? This, yeah, this, this that, not would, that would be like. Yes, that would be like if I brought you on and said, I don't do yoga in my facility, so I don't want you discussing yoga. Okay, not a good like, fit. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, but I just think people should just have all the options. Just like in my speaking group, you know, some pe people are like, oh, well, I don't really want to be a speaker. I'm like, you don't have to be. I said, when you craft your life story, you can do You can become a blogger. You can be, you know, you can write for articles. It's like, you don't have to get on TV. Like, you, you don't have to do, like, you can do a podcast, but maybe not live. Right. So, you know, yeah. you can just re record record it yourself, you and your guests, and then just upload the audio if you don't want your face on the camera. Like, there's many other ways that you can get it done. So I'm just showing you the options, and then you pick the option that suits you. Exactly. Exactly. And and it's great to have options. You know, like, I, I love feeling unlimited. I love feeling like there's so many different options. Like, I can choose. I like that a lot. Except when I go shopping, I don't like to shop. There's too many. <laughs> I, I shop with tunnel vision. I put the right? blinders on. <laughs> no, I like that too. Okay, let yeah. me give myself some limitations here just in shopping because it's too much. Um, right. I don't like to shop anyway. Like, it's funny. Like, I, you know, just the idea of having the, creating something brand new. And this is just my own little pet peeve here. But creating yeah. something new and charging so much money for it. When, I'm I'm be honest, I go to thrift shops. There's yeah. so many varieties. People have worn it. It's already here. <laughs> yeah. What a deal. What exactly. a deal. And all of my stuff is, what side is it on? All of my stuff is branded. So everything I have, <laughs> oh, I say I don't have it on that one. But yeah. I have, yeah, but I got sweatpants. I got socks. I got hats. <laughs> everything just branded. So, like, I don't even buy any of that stuff anymore. I just That's wear it. all my logoed stuff. You're a walking marketer. That's yes, <laughs> exactly. Human billboard. I love it. <laughs> All right. So you said you were an intuitive life coach. So the break break down what that is. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times uh, my clients will come to me and say, oh, I have a bad back or I have a bad knee. And my response is almost always the same. It's not bad. It's just not doing what you want it to do right now. And that's probably because there's a deeper issue, right? Yeah. So chronic pain, let's speak about, it's really about chronic pain. So somebody might come to me and say, you know, I have lower back issues. So my first question would be, so who in your life is not supporting you? Now, nine times out of 10, sometimes it's not about that, but many times it's about your mental emotional, right? Yeah. So, so back pain, lower back pain is a lot of times about who in your life is not supporting you and you wish that they could or wish that they would. Right. Mm -hmm. We address that kind of issue. If somebody has sciatic pain, the sciatic pain is about somebody being a pain in the butt. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's somebody here. Sometimes it's yourself. Sometimes you're being a pain in the butt. So so as an intuitive, I we have a conversation about that. And and I I'm privy to information. Right. So I'm privy to information because I um, I get information from people's energy. I guess yeah. you call it energy, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of, it's a gift and kind of I've trained myself. So it's both. And so that's, a, you know, another one is like when somebody has tight shoulders and the shoulders get really stiff. Yeah. A lot of times that's about um, too much responsibility and it's not always theirs, like taking yeah. on somebody else's because our bodies are built to handle everything we need to handle for ourselves. Yes. We take on other things from other people, like their responsibilities, or we take on their um, their stress. We yep. take on their worry. It will take a toll on our bodies. And so part of my job is to help people understand 
might help my clients understand who is causing those problems for you. Now, it's not like they're causing them, it's you're allowing them to cause it. Bingo. Right. So this is, again, what a great concept that we still have control, command over our own body and our own mind to shift. Now, here's what I say. You can't change other people. Forget it. Not going to happen. Nope. But you can change your own beliefs and perceptions to allow them to show up differently. Yes. So true. So, so true. You can do that. Anybody can do that. And so I help people do that. I help them change in here so that they can change out here. Very simple. Yes. And I, I find where people go with that is they try so hard to shove their, whatever their need or their want is on the other person or share their feeling, I should say, on the other person. And then they just rack their brains because the other person either may not get it or may not agree. Yeah. It's like, and it's okay. Like, yes, I'm going to talk about you. Like my daughter and her boyfriend were fighting last week <laughs> and they were just going in a circle, in a circle, in a circle. And then fi- finally, after about 20 minutes, I go in the room and I was like, you guys have to understand that they're, they're both 18. I was like, you guys have to understand. You don't have to completely agree with the other person. You don't like, you know, you guys are just going over the same point over and over. Agree to disagree, hug it out and move on. That's right. <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, in, in some ways, my husband and I are so different. He's from New York. I'm from Southern Louisiana. We come from different. Uh, bi- very different. Very different. <laughs> we, meet, we meet in really good places. Like we both enjoy yeah. kind of music and we love our family and our foundation. But we don't even speak the same language sometimes. <laughs> right? So we, so it's not just about, you know, yeah, we agree to disagree and we say, okay, we move on, but, but how can we um, come together in the places that we thrive and then where we don't kind of go our separate ways and be our own person. I don't have to like what you like. You don't have to like what I like. You don't have to like what I say, you know, but, but we can agree that I'm going to support him and he's going to support me and the things that we care about. Right. So you make these great agreements with the people you love, even your children. Right. You make these great agreements with these people you love. And and that what you said was good, because, dude, yeah, people try to put their emotions on us. You made me feel. No, you decided to feel. Yes. Right. You decided to feel this way. I'm here. I'm here to listen to what you have to say. I'm here. And we call it holding space. You know, I can hold space Mm -hmm. for what you feel. But I'm not going to take on your feeling. That's not my responsibility. Your feelings are your responsibility. My feelings are my responsibility. And when we own what we feel, then we can resolve it. Yes. How cool is that? Right? How cool is that? Exactly. I mean, go ahead. And and this is huge because in terms of pain, right, when we have traumatic experiences, that emotional pain can turn into physical pain. Yeah. And that's part of where we need to uh, need to resolve it. You know, could have been in the past, could have been like last week or, you know, whatever. Could have been 10 years ago. Again, part of my my job as an intuitive, um, you know, life coach is to help them resolve that issue. And with the information I have, with the techniques I have, we can do it instantly. Yeah. Right there on the spot. That's awesome. That's exciting, right? Because you can move on without holding on to that thing that happened in the past. Yes. 
And and forgiveness is huge because forgiveness is about you, not about the other person. Yeah, we make it about them, don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we take responsibility, but it's about you. Um, trauma, you know, again, p- feeling victimized. Um, and and I never ever shame a victim ever, right? Because a lot of these things happen to us when we're children. Yes. And it has nothing to do with. Um, you know, the, the person who put themselves in that, in that position, it, nothing, that's not, that's not even a thing. You know, people make stuff up. It's not even a thing, but it is about saying, I accept that this happened. It wasn't okay, but I can move forward from it. And it can happen like that. Yeah. It's, it's so true. It's li- literally like how people say, it feels like a weight just lifted off my shoulders. It, it did because <laughs> it absolutely did. And they don't realize, you know, like I said, people are so concerned about how they come across to other people. So to just say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. People are afraid to say that. But that but that one sentence can set them free. <laughs> it can set them free. All you have to do is say, yes, I'm done with it. Just like my story earlier, right? With with giving it to giving it to creator. I'm done. Yep. I'm done. Just take it. And and it was done. And that was that, you know. Yep. I did not have a hip issue after that moment. It was gone. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like my my nephew and my mom, they had a strained relationship for a minute, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a little little stalemate there. You know, my my mom's a Scorpio. You know, you know when Scorpios get mad, they're hard to crack, right? So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I had I had messaged my nephew because like they weren't talking for a while. I'm not going to get into the details, but they weren't talking for a while, and so I reached out to him and I was like, "You need to." you know patch things up with your grandmother and he's like you know i really want to he's like but i don't know how i'm like you just gotta send her a message be very humble be apologetic and ask her to talk it's that simple you know and he's he just moved moved back back in with her a couple weeks ago (laughs) you know what i mean but but it's like just take the leap it's like yeah you messed up the whole family knows you messed up (laughs) right so but now it's time. I'm like, you're an adult now. It's time for you to, you know, basically man up, go face the music. Yeah. Right. Go face the music. You guys yeah. bury the hatchet and move forward. There's so much power in admitting what has happened, apologizing, being vulnerable. You know, people are so scared to be vulnerable. They're yes. so scared to open their heart. But when they do, that's where the power really is. Yes. That's when love can come in. That's when forgiveness can come in. And people, when people make amends, oh man, isn't that beautiful? It's like a song. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like a beautiful song that yeah. is never gonna end. Yeah. And yeah. depending on the level of, of hurt, it might take time, you know, because like, you know, my mother did, didn't just accept them immediately. Like it took time. But I told him, I said, you gotta keep giving love. I said, no matter how long it takes, love will always win. That's it right. always will win. At some point, the other person is going to be like, you know what? They're really trying. Like, they really care. And then they'll be more more uh, accepting of your, you know, wanting to patch things up. That's right. That's right. And, and it is important to come together, you know. So my definition of positive and negative is a little bit different than most people. To me, anything that's positive brings us together. Yes. Anything that's negative separates us. Yeah. It's that simple. It's yep. really, really simple. And and although there are times where you got to cut them, yeah, <laughs> you know, there there are times where it's just it's it's too much. Yeah. It's too much of a burden on your life to try to get through to this person, and you just have to let them go. 
Yeah, I think that's true too. I really do. I, I think there are times when uh, you got to let people go, let them out, you know, just say, listen, I, it's, it's, it's about me. Maybe later I can, I can resolve something within myself to reconnect. But at this point in time, I just need to, I need some, I need some space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like you were saying with you, you and your husband, like when people want to switch careers, switch industries, or just do something that goes against what someone in their circle may think they should do. That's where you got to have that conversation. Listen, I can't discuss this with you. That's right. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, we can still hang out and stuff, but don't talk to me about this topic. Yeah. If you can't support me and, and what, and what I want to do, what's important for my soul, you know, what's important for my integrity, then, you know, I either, yes, we can't go there and you make agreements with people, right? Like, and, and you kind of present it in that way. Listen, let's make a deal. I'll, I'll do this. If you don't do that, you know, kind of thing. Yes. Um, and if they break that agreement and then that's when you can say, listen, this was our agreement. And if we can't uphold agreements and respect each other in that way, we're going to have to dissolve this thing because yeah, not working out yeah and and again that's another thing that's so that's so empowering like when you get that toxicity away from you it's huge and you know it could be someone you were friends with since high school or whatever like it doesn't matter they're an anchor on your ship yeah right yeah. like right as big as that ship is one anchor can can hold it in place yeah yeah i can <laughs> love you from ray over here i really can you know <laughs> like I can. it's called yes. a boundary you know there's this boundary here that that it's really important for me for my own personal mental emotional physical health yes. and even family robert like people are so scared to you know say okay because you're my brother or you're my sister i'm gonna put up with you I don't believe in that. Like, I think you can say, I'm going to love you forever. I'm going to always, you know, be here for you if you need me in a way that's healthy for me. Because yeah. people who come into your life and they just want to vent, and they just want to dump all this negativity mm. on you. It's like, listen. Yeah. To make themselves feel feel better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's and, about them. And they're not considering you. Yeah, exactly. And, and especially if someone's in a happy place. Like that's one one thing I can't stand. You got someone that comes in and they're all smiles and and then you just see people just dumping on them because they're having a crappy day. Like and you can you can share a tough day without completely dragging the other person down. And I just Absolutely. think that but just people are so caught up in their own emotion that they can't control it. And then you don't realize that you're actually I call it being a fun suck. <laughs> it's like you're being a fun suck to the other person. Enjoy. totally definitely and and there are times when um you know people do need to vent and and when and when those times come if you trust someone and you care about someone you say listen can you hold some space for me i really need to get this out and holding space is not like a big dump thing right you just you just create a, a container a safe container where they can talk about what's going on for them feed it back say this is what i'm hearing you say you know, and just kind of say it again. They can hear you say it. Maybe it sounds different. Maybe it sounds the same. But then from there, you say, so, and then you ask some questions that help them go a little bit deeper. Yes. What is this really about? Let's talk about the truth of what this is really about. And it always comes back to us. Yeah. Always comes back to us. True. Right? The people around us, I like to say, it's just our mirror. Everything around us, the people, our environment is our mirror. And when you look into a mirror, Robert, you don't try to manipulate the mirror to make it smile if you want it to mm. smile. you got to smile here, and then the reflection will change. Yes. 
It's the same. It's the same with our environment and the people around us. So I always bring it back to ourselves. It's always about you. Yeah. You know? Always. Yeah. yeah. So so true. You know, people always say you're in you're in control of, of your attitude. You're in control of the thoughts that occupy your mind. So yeah. take it to a sports analogy. So doing track and field, I was a high jumper. You know, so I'm just under six, six foot two and I jumped six, six, ten and three quarters. And so, you know, that's that's high, <laughs> you know, in grand scheme of things, the world record is like eight feet. But still, <laughs> so, but before every jump and even once I got into coaching, I would tell everyone you have to see it first. Like, you have to see yourself going over because people worry about hitting the bar. Like, what mm-hmm. if I hit the bar? What if you don't? <laughs> it's like focus on not hitting the bar that's right you know, like channel that energy that way then if you hit the bar we'll make adjustments and then you'll make it the next time that's and, right and, and that's the whole key to just advancing yourself in life like if someone's in an unfulfilling career you have to think about they think about well what am i going to do if i lose this job i said no, no no what are you going to do if you move on from this job what if you find something better like my son's a mechanic and he's been working at a Chevrolet d- dealership up here. The only mechanic job he's had. And I keep telling him, look around and see what else is out there. It's like, cause you don't know what he's, Oh no. Well, I have to do this for X amount of time. I had to do this. But I said, that's what someone told you. Someone told you that said, but if you actually get out there and look around, you might find a mom and pop shop that will pay double what you're making here. And that's a better opportunity with better hours and they have benefits. That's, yeah, that's like, right. but you won't know if you don't look like you're you're being stuck in this box that the people at the Chevy dealership told you is the path. Exactly. And he needs vision. He needs yeah. envision, just like you said, envision the kind of job he wants to have. Yeah. If without that vision, where's your target? You don't have a target. You don't. You, the universe cannot respond to nothing. Right. Yeah. The universe will only respond to what you put out there because what you put out is what you get back. Yep. It's the vision first. Figure out what you want. We're back to that, right? The secret to success. It's one. Number one, figure out what you want and get clarity. Use this. You know, clarity is important. When we tell a story, we want people to really see and really get that visual of what that moment was like for us or for whomever, then they have a they have a, a reference. One of my favorite storytellers is Zig Ziglar. Oh yeah, music. So that was one of the first uh, self improvement books I read when I was in high school because I yeah. really wanted to leave my little podunk town. Okay, <laughs> and so the only way I could do that is if I changed myself. And and in that book, it was like uh, see you at the top or something like that. Told you how to breathe, how to stand. I was definitely afraid of speaking in front of people, but I joined clubs. I got up there and I, I ran for office, little, these little offices in high school, and I had to get up there. I'm like, I'm going to force myself because if I don't, you know, I'm never going to get out of here. Yep. So it starts with that vision of what you really want and then and then clarity about that. And then like what you said to your son, you know, then you got to get out there and do it. You just got to go find something different because where there's a will, there's a way it will show up. Yeah. Cause it's like, if you keep doing the same things over and over, you're going to keep getting the same results. It's like, everyone knows that. Yeah, everyone knows that, that analogy. Yeah. And so like, it's like, like the people that yo-yo diet, I have this one woman, she'll, she'll come in, she'll, she'll join me. She'll lose th- 30 pounds. Like she's her, her metabolism is good. It's good for her. Like she'll shed the weight mm-hmm. and then she vanishes. 
And then she comes back six months later, 30 mm-hmm. pounds heavier. We re- restart the cycle. It's like she, she just texted me. She came back in the summer and uh, she had texted me a couple of days ago that, that she crossed the 30 pound mark again you know, for, for weight loss. I was like, great. Said, now let's not go back. Keep going. I'm like, you've done this four times already. <laughs> four times. Wow, four so, times. So, so look, yeah. So there's a deeper issue there, right? Yeah. There's a reason why she stops and moves backwards, right? So so your job is to help hone in on why that happens. And, mm-hmm. and listen, for people that I work with, their biggest fear is that the pain's going to get worse. Yeah. What if it gets worse? Well, first of all, you're not going to die. Okay, or you might, and you know, in which case, pain will be over. But, <laughs> but you know, but we gotta we gotta have humor with this, right? Of course, but they they're really scared that it's gonna get worse. But with chronic pain, it's just gonna go on forever unless we do something about it, unless we end it. You know, yes. so same. What's the what's the what's the problem? What's the fear? What's the biggest fear around it? Then once we we quell that fear, once we just get rid of it it's easy to move forward. It's easy to move on. Yeah. And, and I like to say it goes back to our core beliefs, you know? So I'm, I'm going to share something with you. That's kind of a secret. It's not, it is, and it isn't, but we've got our subconscious beliefs. Those are beliefs that we may or may not know we have. Then we've got our conscious beliefs. We know what we believe and we try to live that way. And then we've got our super conscious beliefs, right? So people don't talk about super conscious. Yeah. But the superconscious, that's more about unlimited possibilities, like whatever's possible. That's when we use our intuition. That's when we use our inner guidance. And we make decisions based on that place, not emotion. I think you were talking to somebody earlier or a couple of days ago about emotion and how people yes. get overreacting and they start getting in their emotions and they make decisions based on that. You're absolutely right. That is not the best time to make a decision. Yep. When we decide with our emotion, that's when bad things happen. Yeah, like people when they uh, get a few, we got a few minutes left. When the, they shut the gyms down here again, you know, people were organizing protests and people were just, you know, just spout, spouting off on social media. Mm-hmm. And I like to, I like to gather info. I like to gather info before I launch my attack. Sure. And so, you know, people are inboxing me like, you know, when are you going to stand up? You know, you, you know, you have a good platform. When are you going to make, make your voice heard? I said, because I act on rationale. Mm. You know, I don't act on emotion. You know, mm. it, it took some time to get there. I mean, I'm a man. I'm a Leo. You know, I can get fired up. You know, <laughs> but, you know I've done it in the past. You know, like people, people watch it might be like, hmm. I've seen you explode, <laughs> but right. but like, you know, with things like that, though, it's like you have to gather the information. Like, I want to get the information from the from the CDC, like how many cases have been transmitted in gyms. I want to get the percentages before I, I go. And then in the last week, I've been on, on the news three times speak, speaking out, out about it because I have the info now. And it wasn't just you close my gym and I'm outraged. It's like I, I can make an informed argument. And right. get, get the point across. Sure. And and that's a, I think that's a great approach because you want to help people think, you know, yeah. think from a different perspective and think about what's really happening from a bigger, bigger picture. I think yeah. that's great. I'm I'm a fan of civil disobedience personally, not yeah. from a place of emotion, but like you, from a place of intelligence. You know, yes. I know that I heard about this really great restaurant in New York that didn't shut down. 
uh, throughout the lockdowns. And he was so successful because people were like, this is the only one that's open. We're going to come here. Of course, he was slapped with some lawsuits. So he had to go to court. People yeah. don't have the money to fight that. Like, I get it. Like, you know, go to court and spend all this money just to stay open. But he's still mm-hmm. making money. He's still making, he's generating a lot more income. Yeah. So, so it just depends on, you know, what you feel in in your soul and your spirit is right for you. And I, I mean, I think I, I think any decision is, is a good decision. I'm be honest. Like, yeah. I don't believe in bad decisions because something is going to happen after that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the gyms here did that. And uh, I believe their court case is tomorrow. But same thing. They got slapped with fines. You know, the the cops came came down and made them close. Well, the. Department of Business Regulation came down, forced forced them to close, and because people were tell, telling me you should just stay open, I'm like, you gonna pay my fines? <laughs> I said, like, right. it's, e- it's easy for for you to to get ballsy with my business, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah everyone so what's right for them? Yeah, it's like I'm like I don't want to make the news from being defiant, right? You know what I mean? I want to make the news for taking a stand with and- with a well articulated argument. Right. And, and I and I like your approach also because of your reason. I, I want to show my kids this particular example. Right. Yeah. Like that's being the father you want to be. And, and I, I really respect that. I really do. I think I think that that's a noble way to teach your children. And it's also shows the kind of father you are. Right. Yeah. And the kind of and the kind of teacher you are and, and how how you want to live your life. So I, kudos to you, Robert. I think I think you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. Much appreciated. All right, so let's break this down. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can go to my website, brandydeutsch.com, or they can also check out our our new uh, TV radio show. It's called Beyond the Edge, and uh, we're going to have you on that show, so I'm sure people will see see me again because they'll be seeing you. Um, And it's called Beyond the Edge, and um, they can find it on Beyond the Edge Productions on Facebook. So we'll have it there and also have a website that we put our show on. It's a really great show. I mean, it's cutting edge. We talk about what's relevant. We bring guests in that talk about how they're helping other people in health, wellness, energy medicine, and self-care. Awesome. Yeah. And when when does that air? Every Wednesday, uh, 11 to 12 Central Time. 11 Central Time. Yep. All We're right. in Texas. By the way, <laughs> where it's nice and right. warm. <laughs> Rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> Although it was fifty yesterday, so that's, hey. that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad for this time of year. I was outside playing basketball yesterday. So. Nice, nice. But I know that I know the twenty degree days are coming shortly. So <laughs> enjoy Good it. Luck here. Good luck with that. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> All right, Brandy. Thank you very much for for joining Bye. us. Okay. Thank you, great, Robert. It's a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be seeing you on our show soon. Yes. Can't wait. All right. right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. So we had a great episode. If you're catching it at the tail end, make sure you go back and watch the the rest of it. We unpacked a lot in this episode, and I hope you get a lot out of it. So just remember, if you have obstacles in your way or if you want to change the direction of your life, you just got to shut up, grind, and put that work in. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. 
We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.